0: Curry with the shot, been cooking with the sauce, Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301, live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 155 of Curry in the Pot. I'm your host, Henry guy Mike Curry, and I'm back for another episode, man. I got a little brief episode for you guys. It's been a little while, and we're around the time where sports is getting a little wacky, man. It's like that we go from the Super Bowl, it's like kind of slow. Obviously, we got NBA So that's what I'm kind of going to dive into today. Uh, We got NFL trade that just took place. We got some WNBA news. And we just got got a few things I want to talk about. I'm not going to do a Super Bowl preview tonight. Uh, But, you know, first and foremost, man, happy first of the month. Happy Black History Month. Uh, February is now here. And what I'm going to do this week is I'm going to do just a quick episode, man. Maybe about 20 minute episode just because I feel like it's been a little minute. Obviously, I didn't do an episode before the conference championship weekend, but the teams that I predicted to win are the two teams in the Super Bowl, so you can say shout out to me or whatever. Um, But yeah, I just had to check in. I'm gonna drop two episodes this week, so I'm gonna drop this, you know, to either tonight or tomorrow, this February 1st. So it'll be out tomorrow at the latest. But, how's everybody doing, man? We got, you know, I hope everybody's doing well. And, you know, wherever you are listening to this, man, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Um, But we had a trade that just took place over the weekend. And it was, it, it came out of left field. Um, It was reported, you know, maybe about a week to ten days ago that the Lions and Matthew Stafford were mutually parting ways, man. And Matthew Stafford, man, he's pretty much... He's pretty much, you know, always been a solid QB. Spent, you know, his entire career with the Detroit Lions. And, you know, he's had, you know, some ups and downs. You no, know, not not a, not a lot of playoff success. Not a lot of success in general. Um, But he's now been traded to the Los Angeles Rams. And in this trade, the Rams gave up two first round picks, a third, and Jared Goff. To acquire Matthew Stafford now I do believe that they got the better player in this deal the better quarterback but I do think they gave up a bit too much just just a little bit just a little bit man because when I looked at it, I said whoa I said my goodness I said imagine what Deshaun Watson's gonna go for <laughs> looking at the trade like he get like Matthew Stafford went for two firsts, Deshaun Watson's gonna go for at least three now like it's crazy man But, you know, the QB market is always it's always something crazy. It's always interesting and it's always it's always a huge asking price. But my thoughts on it for real. Now, I think the Rams gave up a little bit too much, but this pretty much it proved two things to me. In my opinion, it proved that Jared Goff was not that dude. And it also proved that the Rams front office and organization, they believe in Sean McVay. And I say this to say that the Rams have to be thinking Super Bowl. They have to be thinking Super Bowl and bus. You know, they have to be thinking that if we had Matthew Stafford, you know, we might have won a couple of games. Like they even had uh, they, in November, you know, the 49ers were banged up all year. But, you know, Jared Goff lost to the 49ers and Nick Mullins. And, you know, the 49ers were depleted this year. Like, Nick Bosa was out, Solomon Thomas was out, Richard Sherman missed time, but he came back. I think Fred Warner missed a couple of games. Like 49ers were just a mess, and they were just pretty much decimated. And then, obviously, at the quarterback position, Jimmy Garoppolo, and then he was out. So, Nick Mullins was in there, and Jared Goff couldn't beat him. I know it's a division game. I know Kyle Shanahan has the edge on McVay, but... It goes to show you, man, that Jared Goff just wasn't the answer. So, they acquired Matthew Stafford. Now, I was talking to my guy, B. Jones, the co-producer, Curry in the pot. And it's tough to say, man. Like, I've always considered Matthew Stafford just a very, very solid QB. He's always, you know, been amongst the top half. I group him in that Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott tier. Um, because he's, he's right around there, man. And we've never really seen Matthew Stafford on a... You know, elite team. We've never seen it. Like, he's had pieces that have come and gone. You know, he had Megatron for all of those years. Um, You know, this current cast, you know, the last couple of years with Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. But he's never really had, uh, you know, just a full group. And he said he had to overcome bad coaching and Matt Patricia and just stuff that's out of control. Defense never been good. But you come to the Rams, which was, you know, according to the stats, the best defense in the NFL a year ago. And you go, you get a, you get a play caller. You get an offensive genius that is Sean McVay. You know, you get those receivers in Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. You get, you know, two solid tight ends, Gerald Everett, Tyler Higby. You got Cam Akers, the young stud running back. know, you have pieces and obviously the defense, you know, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Just, just to mention a few guys that are on the defense. Defense was, you know, really good, very athletic. And just a good unit overall but Matthew Stafford in this <laughs> it's crazy man Matthew Stafford in his 168 career games there was only 11 instances where he had a running back that ran for over a hundred yards the list included like Reggie Bush uh, DeAndre Swift who they just drafted this year carry on Johnson who they just drafted a couple of years ago it's just been bad Never had a run game, never had a defense. So I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. I'm excited to see him on an elite team with an elite play caller. A good group of receivers. An elite defense. I'm excited to see it. But let's go to the flip side, man. Obviously, a quarterback who the Rams paid handsomely just a couple of years ago. Jared Goff, man. I always thought he was the product of Sean McVay and there's always QBs who end up being the product of their play call or the product of their coach and I think Jared Goff was one of those guys. Now, he did go number one in the draft when he came out out of California and he does. He does. He does throw a nice ball, but it just seemed to me that Jared Goff was just like a play action QB. He needs a run game to be successful. And now he's going to an absolute mess of a team an absolute mess of an organization, man Obviously the Lions they getting a new coaching staff. They just hired Dan Campbell over from the New Orleans Saints and They have to at least somewhat believe in him. Obviously He was traded to make the money work because Matthew Stafford had a big deal, but We gotta see I feel like now we'll see more than, like, will we see the Jared Goff who had Jeff Fisher when he first came into the league, or are we going to see, like, somewhat of what he had with Sean McVay? I'm interested to see, man, because this guy was a guy who was drafted number one overall, man. I never thought he was a true number one, you know, pick, but the market is always different different for a QB, man. The, every year in the draft. There's always crazy things happen because of the, the need for a quarterback. The need for a franchise quarterback at that. And it's just been like... It's always a revolving door for QBs, man. And But the Rams, I, I want to give them a little credit, man. They've been aggressive. They haven't had a first-round pick since they selected Jared Goff. They've made a number of trades. You know, the trade for Jalen Ramsey. Uh, they had to trade multiple picks to get Jared Goff. It's been a lot, but... One thing I will say is they are committed to winning, man. They're they're committed to at least trying. You know, they had Todd Gurley. They had Brandon Cooks. They got all those dudes up, up out of there. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of the members from that Super Bowl team, they made the Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots. They are no longer there. So we got to see, man. But Jared Goff, I kind of feel for you. I mean, you're still making a lot of money, so I don't feel too bad for you. Uh, we got to see what the Lions are going to do. They have a new new regime, pretty much, front office and coaching. We'll see what they do. Kenny Galladay is a free agent. Uh, Marvin Jones is also a free agent. We just have to see. But I bet you their roster is going to look a whole hell of a lot different. And they did acquire some draft capital, a first and a third this year, and a future first. And they have their first, which is a hot pick. So we just we just got to see. I want to move on to the NBA, and I haven't really talked a a lot of NBA, so I'm excited to talk to you guys about it. I think the only NBA that I really, really discussed on this podcast was that, you know, it's back, and me and Bink had like a little preview, and I talked about the James Harden and the Brooklyn trade, but I just want to go through the standings a little bit. Um, Each team has played about each team has played about at least 20 games uh, besides the Wizards and like the Grizzlies because, because COVID hit their teams, but I'm just going to go through the top eight seeds in each conference and I'm going to start with the East. First seed in the East currently is the Philadelphia 76ers, man. They sit at 15 and six currently atop the conference. As you all know, this season is shortened by 10 games. There are 72 games this season and for the Sixers, man, I, I, I've been I've been impressed. I've been impressed with Joel and B, and he's he's been he's been doing what what he's supposed to do. But it looks like they're running the offense completely through him. It's not like it's like now when I watch the Sixers, it's like you know what you're gonna get. They're gonna run it completely through Joel and B. I feel like Doc Rivers has has gotten through to this team better than Brett Brown ever did. And it's starting to show, man. They have a nice team. They really have just a nice roster. You know, you got Ben Simmons, you got Joel Embiid, obviously Tobias Harris. Who, who, all those three guys have been there. But you got guys like Danny Green, you got Seth Curry, Shea Milton's still there. Um, they got the other shooter Cormaz. They have, they have a nice, a nice roster. Tyrese Maxey, Cormaz, I'm sorry, Tyrese Maxey. You have Dwight Howard. So they have, they have a really, really nice team. Matisse Thybul, how could I forget about him? They have a really, really just well put together roster, man. And you saw why they were able to beat the Lakers. They match up really, really well with the Lakers. They actually have somebody who can guard LeBron. They actually have someone who can guard Anthony Davis, but also can go at Anthony Davis. They have another guy who can score, Tobias Harris. They have defenders, as I just mentioned. They have a nice overall roster, and I just feel like I'm not really a big Doc Rivers guy. You guys all know that, but, you know, he's been able to get through to this team better than Brett Brown ever could. Those are my thoughts on the Sixers. The second seed in the East right now is the Brooklyn Nets, currently sitting at 13-9. and 9. They've been nice, man. They've been nice. Um, obviously, they made a, a very, very seismic trade, and they acquired James Harden. Uh, they've taken some wins. They've taken some losses since they acquired James Harden. Like They they are an elite offense. They can score. They can score in bunches. But on the flip side, they are a horrible defense. They are a horrific defense. And we've seen that in evidence in multiple games. Both Cavaliers games. the Both Wizards games. Even the most recent uh, Wizards game. Which they had no business losing. They've been... They've been good, man. Everything, everything I expected of this team on the offensive side of the ball, I'm seeing it. But the defensive side of the ball, I also expected this. You know, I was talking to people, I was talking to guys even before they made the James Harden trade in. They just never had defenders at all. Like they just picked up Iman Shumper. Hopefully he can help them on the defensive side of the ball. But but my God, Kevin Durant is arguably the best perimeter defender on the brooklyn nets and, and, and there's no disrespect to kevin durant he can defend you know he got snubbed from a couple of defensive teams in my opinion but this is kevin durant coming off an achilles injury and he's your best perimeter defender that's not really that's not it's not a good look just because he's coming off that injury you know katie definitely can can guard he can defend absolutely but after that Shoot. I don't know. Who. I don't know who their best defender is after that. It's Bruce Brown, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But when I look at this team, man, they still, you know, it's going to take them quite a while to jail. And they have their time, though. That's that's the, that's the good thing. You know, time is on their side. They have plenty of time to jail. It's, it's only February. February just got here. So I'm looking to see some more improvement. Um, I'm looking to see, you know, what Steve Nash has for these boys as, you know, a first-year head coach. This is a lot, man. This is a lot. Your first-year head coach, you're coaching KD, James Harden, and Kyrie. This is a lot. But I think if they can clean up their act on the defensive end, they'll be just fine. But it doesn't look good, man. It really doesn't look good. Um, Next team in the East, man, a team that's been running the East for a couple of years now, starting to take a step back, man. That's the Milwaukee Bucks. Obviously, they acquired Drew Holiday over the offseason. And they just don't look the same, man. Offensively, defensively, like like they're still putting up points here and there. But defensively, they've taken a gigantic step back. And that's kind of hard to believe, man, when you think they acquire another, you know, maybe the best on-ball defender in the NBA, which is Drew Holiday, man. He's certainly elite at that side of the ball. On offense, he hasn't really been, he's been inconsistent, been spotty. I think he's averaging about 15 points per game. But the Bucks, they just—they just, they just haven't looked. I don't know if they're bored. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what it is. I really don't know. I'm just—they're just not what they were. Obviously, they had to. Obviously, they did lose some pieces. You know, Air Blesso no longer there. George Hill's no longer there. Some guys that they had to trade. But yeah, they just don't. Wesley Matthews isn't there anymore. They just don't look look as good. Look as sharp, you know. But. You know, it's still it's still kind of early. We're only about maybe a, a just a little under, just a little past a fourth of the way. But we'll see, man. Milwaukee Bucks still though third seed in the East. And only a couple of games out of first. Still early, man. Next team, fourth place is the Boston Celtics. They currently sit at ten and eight. Um, for the Boston Celtics, I like what I've seen from Jalen Brown. He's going to be a candidate for Most Improved. I think, you know, there's a number of guys on that list. You know, you got Kristen Wood from the Houston Rockets. You got you got Jeremy Grant from the Detroit Pistons. You got Colin Sexton. I think Jalen Brown is going to be right there in that conversation, right up there in the mix. His numbers have gotten better each year and each year since he's been in the NBA. You know, first year. I remember when the Celtics drafted him with the third overpower. Like Jalen Brown, who, who is this dude? But you know, his first year, he's average, he averaged six, second year, 14, third year, 13. Last year he averaged 20 points per game. This year he is averaging 27 points per game. I know Jason Tatum has been in and out of the lineup. He was out for you know a little bit with COVID. Kimber Walker's also been in and out of the lineup. He was out for a while, but Jalen Brown, man. This guy has a complete game. He he has it all on the offensive end. He he it look. I don't want to say he has no weaknesses, but it's been looking that way this season. He's been looking good. He's been looking pretty sharp. The Celtics, like I just said, just got all their players back. So we're going to have to see. They had a tough loss against the Lakers. So but they'll be fine. They'll be they'll be just fine. Um next game, well, I'm sorry, next team is the Indiana Pacers who currently sit at the fifth seed. I thought they would take a little step back, but Malcolm Brockton, he's another guy who could get some uh, most improved love. He's been solid. I think he'll I think he'll even be an all-star this year. Uh, Malcolm brockton has been playing pretty well. You got Safonis there. Um they will get Karis LeVert back at some point. You still got Miles Turner. They've been solid, man. They they've been they've been very, very solid, and that's that's Pretty much what the Pacers have been since I've been watching basketball. Just a solid bunch. You know, always gets into the mix. Always, you know, pretty much a playoff team. But they've been solid, man. Uh, I, this is a team I thought it would take a step back. They've certainly been doing pretty well. And currently the sixth seed out east is the Atlanta Hawks, man. They've taken a little step back. I thought they were poised to be a little better than their 10-9 and record says. Maybe like, you know... 12 and 7 or something like that, but they, they've been alright, man. They've had some guys in and out of the lineup guys like Gallinari and Bogdanovich who they just acquired, but they've been they've been fun to watch when I have tuned into some Atlanta Hawks games Trey young, Trey young has been good Obviously, uh, they they've been a solid man. So I like what I've seen from the Hawks I do want to see a little bit more but They got to get it together on the defensive end, but I I do like what I've seen a little bit from the Hawks, man. haven't watched too much, but I like what I've seen so far. Uh, The seventh seed currently is the Cleveland Cavaliers who sit with just a couple of games under 500, sitting at 9 and 11. I like what I've seen, man. Colin Sexton is a guy who I think will get consideration for most improved. I got to also shout out my guy, Darius Garland. If you know, you know, I'm a big fan of his game. Um, The guy has a really nice handle, can shoot it can score at all three levels, in my opinion. Uh, they have um, my guy Larry Nance Jr. who used to play for the Lakers. He's been a really good surprise, man. Uh, will be a defensive player of the year candidate, man. He, he's he been nice, man. He can shoot the three now too. He, he's been nice. Andre Drummond, I've always been a fan of him, man. He plays hard, he snags them boards, man. Been a fan of his game for a while. They just, they've just been playing good ball, man. You know, they haven't been horrible. They haven't been great, but they've, they've been in there, man. They beat the Brooklyn Nets twice in the same week, so that counts for something. And shouts out to the Cavaliers. Currently sitting at the eighth seed is the Charlotte Hornets, man. They've been a little bit of a surprise. I thought they would be bad, but they acquired Gordon Hayward, and Gordon Hayward has been earning his money, man. He's been looking like the Utah Jazz Gordon Hayward. Uh, you got LaMelo Ball there, a guy that I love. A guy that I think will be the rookie of the year. You got Terry Rogier who's still there. You got Devontae Graham, who was really, really good last year, kind of taking a step back this year. You know, they got a lot of guards, man. Malik Monk as well. They got a lot of guards. Uh, they still got the Martin twins. Cody Zeller still in the mix. Um, only thing they lack is an interior presence to me. And it's just a bunch of youth, man. But Gordon Hayward, he's been uh, really, really good. Couple of teams that are on the outside that are normally on the inside, man. We got the got the Toronto Raptors, man. They're taking a step back on those Siakam. They, they had a bunch of guys that have just missed games, you know, if if one guy's in and another's out. You know, Siakam missed some time. Kyle Lowry missed some time. OG Anobi has missed some time. Oh, they've had a lot of guys that just missed time, man. But I also think, man, people have caught on to the Raptors, man. And I think... I think two guys that they really missed this year, Marcus Gasol and Serge Ibaka. Man, they tried to you know to replace them with Aaron Baines, who's still solid, um, but it just hasn't it just hasn't really worked out. Like I said, man, it's still early. You know, they're only a game out of you know seventh and eighth, so it's not it's not like it's completely over. The Miami Heat they currently sit at thirteenth in the Eastern Conference, and they're seven and twelve. They. This is another team in this COVID year where they've had guys who just missed a ton of time. Jimmy Butler, he just came back, but he missed. I want to say at least eight games. He's been out for a while, man, um, due to health protocols. Uh, but he's back in there. Bam was carrying this team for a minute. He's been doing a thing. Tyler Hero, he missed some time. Dragic has missed time. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll get it back, man. They'll get back, you know, to their grind, man. They, they obviously this is a team that made the NBA Finals. Just a couple of months ago, but uh, it'll be just fine though, man. I'm not worried, man. A team, oh, <laughs> let me talk about this one last team. Uh, the Washington Wizards currently sitting at 4-12. and They've been another team affected by injuries and COVID. I mean, they have four wins. Two of them are against the Brooklyn Nets, so that counts for something. I actually hope they get it together, man. I would like to see them in the playoffs. I would like to see them, <laughs> if if it could happen, man. I would like to see them play the Nets in the first round of the playoffs. I think that would be a lot of fun but other than that man free bradley bill (laughs) free bradley bill let's switch gears let's switch to the opposite conference and we've got the clippers who currently sit at number one in the west they've been looking good man they've been looking good the COVID and stuff hasn't really messed them up i know Kawhi Leonard and the pg missed like a game or two but other than that they've been good man they've been solid obviously they have tyron lu who's their new coach They they, they played well, man. They they played pretty well. Nothing really bad to say about the Clippers, man. They've been looking all right, man, 16-5, sitting at the top of the West. Second, the Utah Jazz, 15-5. This team just came off an 11-game win streak. That streak was snapped over the weekend to the Denver Nuggets. But the Jazz, man, they're they're just one of those gritty teams, man. They're one of those gritty, well-coached teams that play really, really hard. They're a team that will will not take a night off. 11-game win streak was a little too much, but hey, man, it's the Jazz, so I'm not too surprised. Um, Third seed, the Los Angeles Lakers, my favorite team, and I've been impressed, though, man. I haven't been overly impressed with the Lakers, but I've been impressed. This is a team that didn't really want to get with the fast restart. But they, they haven't looked bad, man. They've integrated some new pieces. Dennis Schroeder, obviously. Montrez Harrell, obviously. In there. Wesley Matthews, another piece. But I like what I've seen from the Lakers overall, man. They were undefeated on the road. They were like 10-0. They just came off. Well, they're actually getting ready to finish up a long road trip. And they've been good, man. Pretty good on the road. Like 11-2 on the road, I believe. And... They've been looking good, man. It's just business as usual, man. I'm not surprised to see them as a third seed. Fourth seed, Denver Nuggets. They're sitting at 12 and 8. They were struggling for a little bit, but they've got their groove back. They got their groove back. They were struggling, then they got hot, but they're getting their groove back. So, shout out to the Nuggets. Jokic just had a monster game against the Jazz. He had like a 40-piece. He had like 20 in the first quarter. It, It was nutty. It was crazy. Um, Shout out to the Nuggets, though, man. I do think they missed Jeremy Grant this year. Another thing is, man, I would would like to see Bo Bo get up in there, man. I don't know why. I guess he's not ready, but I would like to see him get up in there, man. But I do think they missed Jeremy Grant just because he was their best perimeter defender. And now they kind of lack that. Next team, the fifth seed, the Memphis Grizzlies. They've they've been another team that had to miss some time uh, due to COVID. Um, They actually... I had almost like a two-week layoff, but they just came back and they smacked the Spurs up real good. Uh, John Moran, I'm, I'm liking what I've seen from him in year two. I'm a huge fan of his game. That's that's one of my favorite players in the league, man. Uh, Grizzlies currently sit at 8-6. Like I said, they, they haven't played as much as these other teams, um, but they've been all right. The six seed, the Phoenix Suns, they currently sit at 10-8. And, and I don't know, man. I don't really know. It's one thing about the Suns that I don't like. I don't like their bench. I don't like their bench, and I can tell you I don't like their bench because I can't even name three or four players that come off their bench. Uh, Frank Kaminsky's one. one. Um, team is not deep enough. That guy Nader. They don't have. They don't have a lot of talent coming off the bench. Um, Chris Paul, though, I like what I've seen from him. Devin Booker's uh, missed a couple of games. But, you know, they're solid, man. I expect them to continue to be in the mix. I think around the sixth seed is their ceiling, though. But uh, shout out to Phoenix, man. It's good to see them, you know, at least back in playoff contention and consideration. Obviously, they had that bubble run where they went 8-0 and still didn't make it. But this is a team that hasn't made the playoffs in 11 years. So uh, I'm excited to see, you know, what the Suns have been doing. Uh, The seventh seed, the Portland Trailblazers, man, they're hanging in there. They're trying to. Um, Nurkid is going to miss some time. CJ McCollum is also out. Uh, Dame pretty much has to carry this team on his shoulders and keep these guys above water. Um, or they'll be in the same position they were last year where they had to, where Dame had to turn up in the bubble just to get them in. Um, you know, Melo's still there. Gary Trent Jr. Has been playing good lately. Um, the West is interesting, man. The West is interesting. The West goes about 10, 10, 11 deep. I want to say 11 deep. Um. But the trouble is still hanging in there. A.C. currently, the Golden State Warriors, if they had Clay, man, I think they they would really, really, really be competing, man. You still got stuff. You still got Draymond. Kelly Oubre there. He's been inconsistent, but he's there. You got James Wiseman. You got solid pieces off the bench like Brad Wanamaker. They've got they've been they've been all right, man. They, they beat the Lakers a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they've been all right man they've been hanging in there they've been hanging around i really do think the playoffs uh playoff picture is going to be a little different <laughs> uh, about a month from now but we'll see man golden state warriors currently sitting at 11 and 9. just outside the playoffs is the 11 and 9 spurs a team who missed the playoffs last year for the first time in over 20 years uh, I like what I've seen from the Spurs. I watched a couple of Spurs games. I'm not gonna lie, I know that's the unpopular thing to do. It's not a sexy thing, not a flashy, not a flashy thing to do. But they got some guys, man. They got some hoopers: Dejounte Murray, uh, Keldon Johnson. Still got Aldridge there. Still got Rudy Gay. Still got DeMar DeRozan. I've, I've actually liked what I've seen from the Spurs, man. And a couple of times I tune into their games. Uh, shout out to the Spurs, man. Shout out to Popovich who's still there. Uh, right outside, man, is a team that's been interesting to watch, and that's the Houston Rockets, man. Obviously, they made the huge trade, the Westbrook and Wall swap, and they also made the Harden trade, and they got Victor Oladipo in return. Victor Oladipo's been looking good lately since he came back, Well since he got there rather. And he's been looking alright, man. Putting up a couple of you know good 20-point games. Got John Wall there, who's playing with a lot to prove. You know, trying to prove people wrong, trying to prove the Wizards wrong. Uh, he's out there, man. Christian Wood, who I think I think if the season were to end the day, he'd be the most improved player. He's been a freaking monster, man. Like 2012 type of, type of monster, bro. He's been killing it. Uh, shout out to Christian Wood. You still got Boogie there. You still got P.J. Tucker there. You still got Eric Gordon there. I expect the Rockets, man, to make something shake and possibly get into the playoffs this year. When the outside looking in, a team that I've been disappointed with is the Dallas Mavericks. I've watched a couple of their games, man. They just look flat. They just look like they don't they don't care at all. Like they don't care at all. Like just not playing defense. Like I watched them. They played the Jazz two nights in the same week, and they look horrible. They weren't even. They were just missing defensive assignments, just ch- chucking up threes. Like not even trying, bros. It's like, what are they doing, man? This is a team that I thought. Would be poised to take another step, and it just hasn't materialized yet. Still, only twenty games in for this Mavericks team, and uh, you know they got some time, man. They got some time. I want to switch gears a little bit to the WNBA, man. Their their all season has been a little crazy, man. We got Candace Parker departing from the LA Sparks after thirteen seasons. She's gonna go play for the Chicago Sky. Uh, that should be lit, man. That should be lit. The Chicago Sky—they got some talent, man. They got some talent. I've been watching them um, and keeping my eye on them for the last, you know, couple of years or so. Uh, shout out to the Sky. Um, for the Mystics, they picked up Aisha Clark, former, um, former member of the Seattle Storm, the reigning champion Storm. I like that move for the Mystics, man. I think, I think that move, that uh, move is going to be nice. Uh, the Sparks picked up Erica Wheeler. They're going to try to get her, I guess. The Fill the void, at least the scoring board for Candace Parker. She's a bucket in her own right. Um, WNBA, man, playoffs are shaking up. Not playoffs. Offseason is really shaking up. And it's going to be crazy. Chelsea Gray, um, point guard, former point guard from the Sparks, she's going to the Aces. That's, that's a big move. They're going to get Liz Cambage back. Um, they just made the finals. They just made the WNBA finals. So it's going to be crazy, bro. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy for the WNBA, man i know i know a lot of people don't watch it man but i've been i've been so in tune with the offseason moves man it's crazy um before i wrap things up i want to talk about you know i've kind of felt like 2020 has been kind of kind of sniffing over here man the 2021 man we've lost some legends man uh lately The world of sports and legends in general, man. So rest in peace to Hank Aaron. Um, That's an icon in the world of baseball. Um, Mr. Home Run, you know, that's an icon. We lost him. We lost John Chaney, who was one of the legendary college basketball coaches we've ever had from Temple. Um, The first black coach to reach 700 wins. Um, He was a coach that cared about his players, really, really cared about their play, his players and their well-being and just about them succeeding and moving forward in life after college. Um, We've also lost Cicely Tyson. um, Actress. She lived a beautiful life, man. Ninety six. And bro, that's just that's just beautiful, man. I think the most beautiful part about her life was that. She, she, not only did she live a full life and she lived a long life, but she received her flowers while she was still here on earth, which I think that is so so beautiful. Um, rest in peace to all of them. And before I get out of here, I know I didn't do an episode last week, but last week was the one year anniversary of the death of Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gianna. And all the others who were a part of that helicopter crash in Calabasas, um, mm, I wanna say, don't wanna, don't wanna get too emotional, but I'm just gonna go ahead and get my thoughts out. Um, Kobe Bryant, man, it still feels like a bad dream, it feels like a nightmare, man. Some stuff I don't, that I, it's, it's something that I don't ever wanna just think about too much because then I'll get like completely emotional man but he's in my room everywhere man his jersey is literally sitting on the back of my gaming chair I got all these pictures and posters of Kobe and it just doesn't feel right man it just it just doesn't feel right to say you know rest in peace Kobe Bryant he's gone but in reality he is um we lost a great one man just over a year ago man we lost an iconic figure and not just not just the sports world but in the world in general you know after he passed you know we saw the outcry and the just the outpour of tributes across the globe you know in places where people don't even speak english you know there was so much respect and love for Kobe Bryant um it's it's been tough for me just because it just doesn't make sense. Like I know, I know we live in a world and I know I believe in God and I believe, you know, everything happens for a reason, but I, I, I still don't, I still have trouble understanding and processing this one to this day. I still do. Um, it's been, it's been tough, man. It's been tough. Uh, you know, my prayers go out to Vanessa, Brian and the other daughters. Um, it's, it's been rough, man. It's It's been tough, man. I, I can only imagine how it's been for that family and people who knew him personally, man. It's definitely been rough, man. But I try to come to terms and I try to come to peace with, I think Kobe, I think he maximized everything that God had in store for him. And what I mean by that is Kobe, he put it in every day. He put the work in every single day and he inspired so many generations people like myself the current crop of players in the nba other people that i know personally um people in the corporate world you know mama mentality is everywhere you know it's not just in sports it's it's everywhere man you can channel mama mentality when you do anything when you you know a a teacher a, a doctor a lawyer a nurse i feel like Kobe bryant May have maximized everything he had, but I know he had more to give to this world. I know he had more stuff that he was planning uh, for his post-retirement life and life after basketball. He was coaching his daughter and her team. And I I feel as though that maybe, you know, God called him home, man. God called him home and he inspired so many people, which is why, you know, his legacy will forever live on. And Kobe, I miss you. Kobe, I love you. Um, every January 26th, you know, I know I didn't do an episode, but I, you were still in my thoughts. I was still watching videos, still hearing other people talk about them. I was wearing my Kobe Bryant wristbands that I got. Um, I wore my Kobe Bryant socks on that day. Um, reached out to all the people I love, that love Kobe as much as I did. Um, it's going to be like that forever on January 26th um on his birthday and uh the day that the the anniversary of his 60 point game that's gonna be um in my heart forever man in my heart forever so rest in peace to all the legends we've lost man we lost a lot of legends in 2020 we we've lost even a couple of more man even lost screech from from saved by the bell rest in peace um we've lost a lot man we lost a lot but I want to continue to just encourage everybody to keep pushing, keep pushing, keep striving for greatness. Keep going each and every day, man. I know I'm not recording every day. I know everybody's not listening to me every day, but Mike loves you, man. If nobody else loves you. I love you, man. God loves you as well. Um, but I want to thank everybody for listening. I said this is going to be a quick episode, but I lie. It looks like it. But again, man, this is one last time and I'm signing out Mike Curry and episode number 155 is done. I will be back at the end of the week for a special Super Bowl preview. You don't want to miss it. I will give the tail of the table both teams, and it's gonna be some fun, man. But here we go, man. I'm out. Episode number 155 is done. Peace.